there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Renee Reed. So Renee, as you know, I ask my guests when we're picking the time for them to do the interview, if there are any topics that they would like to discuss during our interview. And you suggested creating space as a Black woman or as Black women in tech. Could you elaborate on that topic and why it's so important for you at this time? Yeah, during my pivot into this space, I attempted to really find people who looked like me that I could get some insights in terms of their experience, right? As a Black woman, as a researcher in the tech space. And I just could not find enough or any at the time. And so, you know, that could have really derailed me in the sense of, well, no one's there and is this the right thing? But it actually pushed me. It actually pushed me in a way that I wanted to make sure that if someone else who came behind me wanted to be able to see someone in this space, that they could find someone. And so I really hone in and lean in on the importance of why amplifying my voice is really important. It's because I can be found that other Black women who are seeking to get into this field are able to say, oh, I I know someone or I see someone. And I'm not saying that I want to be the only voice, not at all. I want to be able to direct them to the other women, the other spaces that these Black women are in and just kind of open up people's eyes that we are here and you you can be in the space and there is room for you. And so really making sure that creating the space where Black women are seen and heard, appreciated, and and elevated is really important to me. And that we can be our authentic selves, that we can come representing who we are and know that it's appreciated and important. So as you mentioned, me and my head wraps and being able to just be in this space and be authentically me, I am able to thrive because I am able to be me and be this professional researcher and design researcher and queen of head wraps. And this is all of me that I get to bring to this field that I'm doing. And so women need to see that, and especially Black women, that they can wear their natural hair, they can wear braids, they can wear head wraps, things like that. they don't have to strip away anything about themselves that they don't think is not going to represent or show up. And so that's something that I've battled with in my own career. But when I finally realized that I'm actually better at doing what I need to do as a professional when I am myself, 
it just opened up a whole new world. And I want other women to be able to thrive just like me. That is beautiful. What advice, Renee, do you have for our, especially for our young Black women viewers and listeners who may still be in college right now, they may even be in high school at this point, and they're listening to you, they're watching you, and they're maybe encouraged to dip their toe in the water. What do you wish you had known when you were at the beginning of this journey? The importance of just going for it and and, and trusting your gut. I was a first generation college student and I had to navigate a lot of this space on my own. It's a different time, didn't have necessarily a lot of access to all the things that we have now. So I had to really navigate and figure things out on my own. And I honestly was was scared because I didn't know and I wasn't sure. And so I really held myself back in a lot of areas because of that uncertainty. I figured it out eventually, you know, and I was able to navigate the space. But I wish I had known that just trusting my gut and just going for it and not allowing the fear to get in the way, I could have just been thriving at a different level probably earlier on that could have just helped me progress in a different way because now I see the benefit of it and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I could have been doing this a long time ago because it was already in me. It was already who I was, but I was suppressing a lot of that because of the uncertainty. And so I just, you know, I encourage my younger self, the younger people, like you said, high school, college, black women, just trust your gut, go for it and just be your whole self. And this time you're going to grow. I had to grow. We all grow. But the journey is worth it once you, again, just allow yourself, mm. give yourself permission, give yourself permission to thrive and to go for it. Yeah, it was just it's just it was just an eye opening moment in my life, in my career when I finally realized like, what was I doing? I just needed to just be me and own it. So. Well, I want to say a couple of things because I think it is common, especially for women of all ages to experience what's known as the imposter syndrome. And in fact, that term or descriptor was coined back in the mid 70s, 70s, right? By two women psychologists who were researching the new women in the workforce, because before then there weren't very many women in the workforce, just writ large. And women tend to feel more like, gosh, what am I doing here? Everybody else knows so much more than I do. I have experienced the imposter syndrome in every single industry I went into. And I share that because it's normal. And I've met many men who experienced the imposter syndrome. So I just think that's if you're somebody who is a high achiever, who just has drive in you, you are going to feel like, what am I doing here? And I'm guessing that is amplified when you are someone who has, especially as you just alluded to, Renee, a woman, a woman of color who is entering an industry in which there aren't many people who look like you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I do want to just really briefly touch on the imposter syndrome. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And I, in no way, or shape, or form, 
I think it's amazing that people are understanding and, and kind of naming that feeling. But I do feel like sometimes and I'm not discounting anyone who's named it for themselves. I think in the last couple of years, that term has actually been almost projected on people. And, and I'll just speak for like women projected in a way that now they, they carry it and they're just like, I have it. And I caution people and just like, don't put on something that you didn't necessarily have. It could have just been fear. It could have just been, like I said, uncertainty, but not necessarily the imposter syndrome itself. And like I said, I'm not going to discount anyone who like you felt it through your career and if that's what you identified. But I've seen too many times, especially young people who put on the term and it's like a big term because everyone's saying it, you hear it a lot. And they've kind of like, put themselves in that position and they're just like, this is what I have. I, I have the imposter syndrome. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't do that to yourself so quickly because you've just put yourself in a box and now you've named this thing and you've put this thing on and you didn't really need to. And that's just kind of what we do. Like we hear something like, oh, that's it. And that's me. And I'm just like, but is it? So, and that's really important, especially for black women in that we don't project and carry extra weight that we no, don't I need. hear you. I hear you. And actually, so tell me if, if this resonates with you, Renee, there's a difference between feeling fear, like, ooh, I've never tried this before. This is a new experience and the imposter syndrome. So everyone yeah. feels anxiety starting a new job, starting in a new industry. That doesn't mean you have the imposter syndrome. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's perfect. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee. 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.